Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the AFL Ratings Podcast, Round 1 Team Selection. My name is Pete and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to co-host Ryan Daniels. G'day Pete, how are you going? I must say, yesterday you blew up everyone's teams with the <laughs> Elliot Yo news, so can you just take us through that? Oh, look, yeah, one of the guys at the um, at the office here at 7, he walked past and he said, how do you feel ruining everybody's fantasy teams? And I said, well... Lockie, I see it a different way. I see it as that, that I saved their teams by getting the information early because how yeah. bad would it have been if we'd had to wait till the teams came out this afternoon and Yo was out? It would have caused absolute mass panic. Um, but, yeah, it was um, – it sort of sprinkled in I, – I sort of got wind of it – what day is it now? Thursday, Tuesday night. Um, and I thought, geez, this doesn't sound good. And, and obviously, we've got a long history, that sort of stuff. So, um, But it sounds like it's only one or two weeks, probably two weeks, given his history, and he might be back in round three. So he'll be one interesting one to watch because I think most people obviously won't start with him, or no one will start with him, but if, if there's a failed primo or a mid-pricer that doesn't work and you get to that round three, round four, and you're thinking, geez, maybe I'd go back to the well with Yo, um, it'll be actually interesting to see if anyone does that. Yeah, it's actually a couple of good points there. That, that's correct. So he's an option if something fails for us uh, in the first couple of weeks. And, and again, just news travels really quickly from one day to the next day. The um, news coming in, you can just change your decisions. And obviously, a stack of people got hit with that Elliot Yo news. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just a bit of detail here. So the podcast has been recorded late Thursday night, March 16. Make necessary adjustments, of course, when news comes to hand. Let's get on to the next one here. So Tanner Brewer makes his debut for Geelong and should see decent midfield usage. Yeah, I like. I love Tanner Brewer. I'm not sold on him from. I know a lot of people have sort of gotten into him in the in the preseason, and um, I just the really experienced teams when the when the whips start cracking. It's going to be a lot of Cam Guthrie. There's going to be a lot of Patrick Dangerfield. Max Holmes is going to play a lot of inside. Like, I'm not sure how much we're going to see of Tanner Broon um, racking up big numbers. I would say he's going to split his role between half forward and, and in the midfield too, right? So um, I'm not that sold in him, but it's great to see him named. It's great. That he's got huge potential um, at some stage. I just still think the Cats, given where they're at, for me, like, I'm not that keen. How Are you keen? I think there's going to be a fair spread of mids going through uh, the Geelong yeah, midfield. So, uh, and that all includes centre bounces there. So you've got to expect them. The way they managed their premiership year last year, is it, you know, it was a balanced and man- well-managed year. So that, I expect the same 
for that again. And, and Bruin is actually in the mix of all that. So uh, it's good to see him make his debut, and hopefully he goes well. So the next one here, so Will Phillips for North Melbourne, named emergency alongside Todd Goldstein. So a bit of a changing of the guard from the ruck position, but Will Phillips, even after a strong preseason, doesn't make the cut. Yeah, big one. We'll start with Phillips. I think everyone had him penciled in. He's, you know, a high draft pick, good preseason, didn't play much last year, and everyone was really excited about him. But it just proves that, you know, we don't get to pick the teams. We we can't will these guys into the 22. Um, there's every chance that when they come on, up on Saturday, he's, he's the sub. When you look at their emergencies, you think, yeah, that seems about right. I think what happened with him was, uh, you know, Curtis Taylor, who we didn't really take into calculations because he had that, I think it was a calf injury. He came back. Played VFL last week was really good, so he's kind of got that you know midfielder half forward spot. You know he's he's probably ahead of him after what he did last year, Curtis Taylor. So, and then on to Goldie, uh, that's a big one for me, Pete, because as soon as I saw that, I thought we've all been begging for a mid-priced second ruck, right? And mm. everyone talking themselves into Lysert and trying to figure out if that was going to work. And I, I've seen people flirting with Braden Proust, which obviously isn't going to work because he's not playing. But Sherry is an absolute chance to, to be a really good ruckman at R2 without Goldie in the side. I, I feel like that might be the answer to a lot of the money problems that we're having. Yeah, certainly going to save uh, plenty of salary if you hit on him. So if that's locked in for quite a period of time, that could be a pretty much a solid play. Okay, next one here. Ruben Jimby, Campbell Chester and Noah Long will make their AFL debuts this week for West Coast. Can you explain their roles to the listeners, please? Yeah, well, Jimby will play most predominantly midfield, a little bit of halfback. He's re- he's ready to go. I would, wouldn't be surprised if he pumps out an average in the sort of low 70s. Um, he's a big kid. They're going to give him plenty of minutes. Obviously, with Yo out, that actually helps him a little bit because, you know, Yo and him are quite similar in body size, so they probably would have played the same role. Um, so that's big for Jinby. Noah Long's a small forward slash half forward. A lot of people have been comparing him to Mark Lecrae over here in terms of his instincts. Um, he's had a great preseason, and I wasn't surprised when he got named because there's been a lot of chatter about him, you know, at, at West Coast and around that club. Um, and... I, saying that I don't think he'll score big. Um, Campbell Chester, he's a bit of a mystery because I didn't, you know, a month ago if you'd said, will Campbell Chester play round one, I would have said, nah, they're going to be slow with him. But he's kind of been a bit of a bolter in the last three or four weeks. Um, He'll play a lot of wing. Um, I'm not sure about his time on ground. That's my only concern because he hasn't done everything in the preseason. I would be watching that game thinking he might get subs, like we saw Lockie Cowan tonight. Um, that, That would be the kind of thing that I think would happen to Chester. But He's a really nice player, can run all day, um, and, yeah, he'll play up and down the wing. Yeah, it's a good point on Chester. So it just reminds me of what Adam Simpson said a few weeks ago. You know, uh, Chester hasn't played that many games over the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. So that's one to watch for time on ground. But I'm sure he can pump out a, you know, a 50 or 55, which is really all we need. Okay, next one here, we're going to Jason Horn francis He makes his uh, debut for Port Adelaide, and he should see... Uh, plenty of midfield usage. He uh, mentioned this week that uh, probably about a 60-40 split, which should be pretty solid scores for me. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure how to judge Horn Francis. I mean, there's a world where he comes out and absolutely smashes it. You know, Port Adelaide wanted him bad. You know, he chose them. It's a perfect situation for them. Um, he's, he was a gun in his junior footy. He's, he's around family again. It all points to real positive stuff. And he's got a chip on his shoulder because of the North stuff. And um, I I don't know. I've got this weird feeling about Horn Francis this year. I don't have him in my team, and I, I kind of want him in there. 
Um, but it could also be a disaster. So, look, where are you sitting on him? Yeah, not going to start him uh, at round one, that's for sure. So I'll, I'll, I'll take a bit of a back seat and have a bit of a look. Uh, yeah. the, the thing that concerns for, for me for Port Adelaide is that they really want to go super quick. So, you know, the, the Horn Francis could, the ball could go sailing over the top of his head, you know, if he's through that midfield uh, and ball transition there. And sometimes he may uh, sit forward there as well. And Port Adelaide, again, they try and get that ball inside forward 50 really quickly. So it's, it could get jammed up a little bit. Um, mm. centre, the centre bounce usage uh, seems to be pretty solid. And obviously, Travis Boak is moving uh, to the forward line this year out more out of the middle of the ground. So it seems to be an opportunity for Horn Francis. But, yeah, I'm going to take a back seat early. Yeah, I tend to agree. Okay, next one here, Will Ashcroft. So he makes his AFL debut and his fantasy scoring should be strong through the middle of the ground for Brisbane. Yeah, he's the stud. I mean, I think he's the one that we all circled. He's this year's Nick Dacos. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the number one player in fantasy selected um, percentage-wise. It's a no-brainer, right? It, it, really, the only question with Ashcroft is where you have him. You know, do you have him in your M6? Do you have him in your M7? Do some people have him in M5? So it just depends on your structure. That that really is the only question for me. Is he going up against, you know, a kid, or is he going up against the premium, depending on what your structure looks like? So, but he's he's a no-brainer. You can't start without him. Yeah, M6 for me. So yeah, he should be pretty solid there for quite a few weeks to start the season. Okay, on to Melbourne now. So no Stephen May injured. Jack Varney out of that midfield for Melbourne as well injured. Uh, so, but on the other side of the ball game, here is Toby McLean doesn't make the cut. This is one player that I couldn't put a, a, a hold on what we sat in that team over all preseason. I actually went and had a look at uh, the Bulldogs in Ballarat there, and like I just couldn't get my head around how does he fit in and where he fits in, and he doesn't make the cut. Yeah, and there was so much hype, right? I think it was one of those ones, like kind of like Will Phillips, that we, we we really wanted him because the price point was very attractive. We needed that F four. Um, at the time, and he was really well-priced, and he's had that big finals game last year. So all the signs we were hoping for were pointing to him being being relevant. But I reckon that last, as you said, the Ballarat game, you had concerns, and then there was the preseason game where he didn't really fire, and his role was kind of not what we wanted. And I think the answer is that Oscar Baker went past him. I mean, Oscar Baker's came in, come into that side from Melbourne. He had a huge preseason game. He's been named on the bench for this game against the D's. I think that's all That's all that happened. Um, and in terms of those D's defenders, it, it really does open the game up for the Bulldogs, doesn't it? Because without May, um, and they're also missing Fritch, I think, as well, and, and as you said, Viney, um, Salem. There's quite a few names yeah. missing out of that Melbourne side. So it's a good chance for the Bulldogs to, to get fired up early, and I think we all agree that they could be one of the better fantasy teams this year, and particularly in the midfield. Uh, Melbourne had a very strong preseason, and so did the Bulldogs. So I'm expecting a, a high quality game. Yeah, big yeah, game. But late in the preseason, Melbourne get hit with injuries, so a little bit unfortunate there. Next one here, we're going to Cam McKenzie. So he makes his AFL debut after being selected early in the draft last season, and he should see plenty of usage through the middle of the ground. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, if you're talking about the locks for the kids, it's him, Jinby, and Ashcroft. Like, they're the ones. And then I guess Sheasel up forward as well. They're, they're the four that everyone really needs to have. Um, and we, we were, all we needed to see was that he could find the footy. We saw that. Then we needed to see him get named. We've seen that. Um, and Hawthorne have, you know, it's, he's set up to succeed. He's going to get a lot of midfield time. He's a ball magnet. Um, and he Hawthorne supporter as a kid, which, you know, a little bit of romance to it as well. But great to see him named. And I reckon we've been pretty lucky with rookies this week. We've had 
enough to fill our benches and enough to get those main guys on the field too. Mackenzie uh, is high quality, so I'm expecting a pretty decent scoring rate there as well. Okay, on to the Saints. Tom Campbell is named on the bench for Sunday, which could impact Royal Marshall. And that was on the back of Ross, Ross Lyon saying this week he expects Campbell to play this season. Yeah, I think it's going to be a match-up thing with that. I saw that presser from Ross, and um, Ross is pretty cagey with his selections. He always has been over the years, and he hasn't been afraid to play two Ruckman from time to time. Even when he had Aaron Sanderlands, he would still play Zach Clark alongside him from time to time, and maybe even a Jonathan Jonathan Griffin. So he does like the big boys. Um, I reckon it'll come down to matchups. Now, if you look at it, Fremantle and Melbourne are the two teams with two very good rucks. Um, so if you were going to play two rucks, you would do it this week and then when you played Melbourne, right? So it wouldn't surprise me if Campbell plays. Um, and given where St Kilda's forward lines are at, is at, they kind of need another big body. And Marshall, you know, spending time up there, Campbell being a target they can at least kick to, um, it, it's probably the right way to go for them. And it, it sucks because I know we all want Marshall to be one out. Um, but I reckon it's still worth picking him. And I, I think there'll just be games where when Campbell plays – you know, maybe you've got to settle for an 80 or a 90, but when he doesn't play, you're getting those really big scores. So, I, I, for me, it doesn't change me picking him. Does it change for you? So, I'm going to start with him as well. Um, yeah. But the issue was, exactly, is that memories um, return date got pushed back. So, that's just a bit of an indicator that something's a little bit up there. Um, obviously, Max King is about around six or seven, and they'll reassess. So, hopefully, that's around his time to come back in there. And that just relieves the pressure yeah. on another tall body in that forward line. So I think, you know, his, his salary is actually quite acceptable. So you, you could probably do with a, a mini price drop, which would be okay. But obviously we're chasing his ceiling. And, you know, if Campbell is, you know, plays this week even and, and he's not named in a couple of weeks, I still think there's there's big benefit to that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, last one here. So Fremantle team seems pretty locked in at this stage and relatively healthy to start the year. Yeah, they've had an amazing preseason. They've barely had an injury. They had some minor niggles. Uh, Michael Walters, Michael Frederick, Luke Ryans, as I saw back. Um, but most of those guys have come up. Walters is the only one that's really missing. Um, you know his side's going well when you've got Jai Amos, Neil Erasmus, Matt Johnson, who can't fit into that 22. Like, these are real high-quality kids, high draft picks. Um, that are a big part of Fremantle's future, and they cannot squeeze in. So that's how well they're going. I think they're going to score a lot of fantasy points again. They'll play a little bit faster, but they were a dominant, ball-dominant team last year. I'm big on Caleb Sarong. Andy Brayshaw's going to have another big one. Um, I just think that if you can get a Fremantle piece in your side, it, it's probably going to be worth it because they, they love holding up that footy and controlling that footy, and they did it so well last year. Yeah, it's not super fast football here, and that's just uh, it's a fantasy uh, relevant situation. So yeah, holding up the ball, Brayshaw in there as well, uh, potential halfback situation for Hayden Young there as well. But Sarong could be the one. I agree. Uh, Andrew Brayshaw is going to be pretty solid this year as well. And you've got the dual ruck set up there of Jackson and Darcy, which will be quite interesting to see how that starts off there as well. Alrighty, so no games in Perth this week uh, for you, Ryan. So this weekend. So, but where can the listeners find you? Yeah, Ed Sheeran um, shut the stadium down for a little while, so no games. We're still fixing our turf. Um, Hardball Gets podcast is probably the one, the two-minute warning. We record on a Monday. Usually it's up there for Monday, Arvo. So um, if you're listening to this, chances are you like podcasts. So we have a bit of a laugh. Um, we, we tend to talk about some players that might be fantasy relevant from time to time, not the most obvious players to talk about. So um, have a listen. Um, you can find that on yeah, the Hardball Gets feed on, on all the places you can get podcasts. 
And of course, stay tuned to the AFR Ratings Twitter account and afrratings.com.au for your fantasy news. All right, Brian, we'll catch up with team selection for round two next week. Sounds good, Pete.